0: You're listening to Lead Stories, I'm Nutrice Lead, and welcome. Let's see what we have on the the docket today. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about is the, the atmosphere that we are in right now is, it seems global in nature, and it's like people are going mad they just do some very strange things with terrible consequences. And that includes governments, it includes high level officials. Uh, You take, for example, uh, Vladimir Putin, what is he up to, what is he doing? And what is scary is that few people seem to know, if any. And it's getting to the point where, as citizens of the world, we have no input at all in any of what is going on. And all we can do, the best we can do, is to just kind of mind our own business and hope that people could collect themselves and behave in a rational manner. Of course, there's no rationality to what people uh, in leadership positions are doing. But the whole world is so completely out of whack. And it is trickling down. We are getting the messages sent from the, the highest levels, And we note their behavior, we note their temperament, and it's duplicated all the way down to where we are. And you wonder how are we supposed to, how are we supposed to survive this? Are we ever going to survive this? Or is it going to get a lot worse before it gets better? The world has changed and continues to change dramatically and without notice. We can't really be sure that we'll be prepared for what's coming because we don't know what's coming and we don't know when. And our leaders also seem not to know when, what is coming and how best to prepare their respective nations if it is at all possible to prepare for a kind of Armageddon, but this is the direction that we seem to be headed, and the effort to to stop this train has not yet met with public approval. Everybody's doing their own thing, frenetically, crazily. No planning, no cooperation with others, that kind of thing, so that we have some place in this world where people are trying to orchestrate a logical way forward. It's not happening. And... All we hear about is, you know, discord and fighting and death and accidents, if if, if there were accidents, uh, claiming hundreds of lives at a time. And uh, countries are in perpetual states of upheaval. And the mechanisms that were designed to maintain some kind of, rationality or order no longer exist. And if they do exist, they're no longer relevant because the leaders are completely out of control. They cannot be reined in. And the people are duplicating the behaviors of the leaders. So you have total chaos at every Practically every level. People are just trying to figure it out as they go. And they're not going very far. They're going from here to there. But it's still a challenge. And it still calls on them to kind of exert some kind of self-governance. If only because logic in other arenas Uh, seems to be disappearing. It doesn't exist anymore. We can't depend on on leaderships uh, anywhere in the world to just bring the temperature down, infuse some kind of logic and order in the lives of nations, and really turn away from where things are headed everybody seems pretty sure that before that happens, there will be a massive explosion of total chaos. I don't want to inculcate in anybody's mind a sense of hopelessness, but I'm just trying to say that Where we are now is a very dangerous place. Nobody's following rules. Nobody thinks there ought to be rules even. And our leadership has become highly personalized. It is not about I am Vladimir Putin and I'm the president of Russia. Or oh, I'm Joe Biden and the president of the United States. They all seem to have other agendas. And they're paying more and more attention to those agendas than the agendas that one th- would think. They would realize they were elected for it's It's a very crazy time and then we have this is a really scary part of it. We have a new generation coming in behind all of this. The old dogs uh, have already begun to play their old tricks, but they're new. They're new dogs. And they are ferocious. They're madly narcissistic. They're already intoxicated with power. They want it all. They want to rule the world. I mean, they barely have learned how to wipe their noses. But they are ready to take on the older leadership. And when I say take on, I mean with their brand of leadership. So it's crazy what's going on. Crazy. And it is spilling out in a very disorderly way so that people are becoming these leaders, these new leaders of industry or of the military or of science or of the law. They're doing their own thing. Hoping that we don't notice it and hoping that they can, overrun us with their plans without first of course telling us or getting permission from us to proceed with any plans they have plans they're just not telling us what those plans are but we can safely assume in this new generation of leadership if I dare use the word it's power and money, that's it. The more I have, the more I want. And the more I want, the more I deserve to have. They're very dangerous and they're very scary people. Because you see little glimpses here and there of how unsettled they are, even as they try to impress the world, that you know, they have it. They, they got it. They're geniuses. And of course, since most of the world are not geniuses, we can't understand what they're going through. We don't know the process. We don't we don't have the same sense of the future that they have and that they understand and that they want to take all of their various countries where they happen to be operating in along for the ride because they need the collateral. You see, even though they have tons and tons of money, it is not enough. So inevitably There's a new generation of warfare bubbling up. Inevitably, it will come to that because these narcissists cannot allow the bounty to be shared. It is for them and them only. Except Donald Trump. So off key, you think so, or we would think so because he's very odd, very strange, but look at it from his point of view, he's a genius. He hasn't yet declared himself to be a god, but he is a god in his own mind. He's a legend, as they say, a legend in his own mind. He doesn't care whether you think the same way, whether you agree that he should rule the world. He'll just go ahead and do whatever he wants to do. And you and I, we just have to go along for the ride. We don't command the military. We don't have a control over an economy or party. We don't have access to the kinds of money that Trump really could amass. If he went all the way, he still hasn't gone all the way, but he's gone quite a distance selling himself and his position in the country for all kinds of things, much of which we do not know. But we are to be obedient citizens. We are to trust in a liar like that. And we are to feel comfortable and confident that the old power that the United States used to have all around the world is returning or has returned a very dangerous time for us. A very dangerous time for others as well, all over the world. This is the psychology that prevails in leadership. And it's not just the old geezers Thinking this way there's a new ones like this guy must, who has acquired this, this new thing, this new toy that he has, how it opens up the world and a whole new dimension of the world for him forget about us <laughs> we have no part in that and so I want to talk today about the mission that quietly has been made and most of us are not noticing and many people who are Involved now because they can't get out. They can't get out that easily. They're in it. They have to participate somehow. They can't break with it. It's going to cost them more than they're prepared to pay. So they are already lining up. They're already showing signs of obedience and a desire for membership in this new way, this new world, this new leadership. Even though the leadership, as we can see, I don't think it is far-fetched to say that they're terrifying. They respect no one. You know, President Xi of China. I mean, you think he's calling the meeting <laughs> and inviting people over for wontons? No. He has his plan. His plan must work which means we should expect that there's going to be confrontation between what he believes ought to be done and what others might think should not be done. It's going to be really crazy. We're seeing only snippets of it, but it is going to mushroom and blow up and we wouldn't know where to turn. So I want to talk about that. What is your sense of this transition? If you think there's a transition at all, what is your sense of it? Who is it taking us? Not just Americans or not, just us as individuals, where is it taking the world, community of nations? What will we end up with? What is going to be the end result of the way things are going now with nobody in charge and everybody in charge and doing things their way? Because they all have different vested interests they all clearly are into power and retaining power until the day they die. But we're not paying attention. Is it that this movement is so subtle that we can't tell? Despite the fact that it's an earthquake unleashing all these tremors all over the world and we still act like we can't tell there's a shift going on. In some places, the shift has already been completed. But what, in your view, as you look at the situation, how would you describe it What is it that we're looking at now? 888-874-4888 is the number to call. Let's hear what you're thinking. And it doesn't have to be literal or anything. You just have to give us an indication that as you look at the scenarios that, that we all confront, What exactly is happening? What do you think is happening? What do you think we have to prepare ourselves for? And can we go up against it? Is it futile to resist? Is this new world order already in place and set to do and accomplish certain things that have nothing to do with what we want. 888-874-4888. I'm always intrigued to hear how you have been looking at things as they unfold or have been unfolding recently. What is going on in your view? How do you feel in this new world that is still in formation, but that is very clear in many ways about its objective? When I say it, I mean the collective it. People are getting together. Leaders are getting together. They are beginning to see possibilities, new possibilities for actual ownership of the world. Gino from New York, you're on the air. Oh, good day, you trees. It's been a while. Hi, hey. hello, Gino. It's been a long time.
1: Yeah, I recovered from my tears and my anger from the. And a little dose of humor underneath it all, because I know in in the end, it all works out for those of good good heart. Uh, yes, yeah, so today's show. I, I know you were preparing for the show, so I don't know if you caught Professor Michael Hudson's uh, talk on uni, the uh, unipolar versus the uh, multipolar, or competition versus cooperation. is the way I term it, and why we're heading towards hell. On a deeper level, unless we speak up and get out there, as I mentioned in the last talk, I was hoping it would have happened more with all the religions and teachers and union people and all the friends. Gary knows that we could have gotten together and protested more with our feet, not just our mouth. So that was very disappointing because I have family members who took the vaccine And especially young ones, and I've heard all the talks from Robert Kennedy Jr. and all the doctors, and and you see the statistics. So it's it still pains my heart. And so,
0: take us to to where you are now. What what how would you describe your disposition now as a politically aware person? What are you feeling now? What are you sensing?
1: Well, it's not too dissimilar to what I felt before, but it's going to be on a bigger scale. It's a variation on the theme. It's cooperation versus competition. And the competition the greed, doesn't – it's a bottomless pit. And so we see these folks hungering for power. We see the squad who was supposed to be progressive, who went regressive, where they they just put a letter. All the money you're sending just put in for talks. And they they flip-flopped in 24 hours. So we're in deep trouble because – You know, I mean, I was listening to Scott Ritter and uh, Colonel McGregor talking about, you know, the situation that's been going on, and Ray Ray McGovern, the CIA analyst. So on a personal level, what do I do? I like what Positive said the other day. You know, I I try and deal with what's under my nose, and I, I wanted to get through a couple of times before to say the library has had a lot of free books, which I've been collecting for youngsters and giving them out to youngsters on the block. Also, the Botanical Garden for those who live up here in the Bronx, it's free. And there's still a few more weeks of beautiful colors. That God's painting beautiful, bright colors to feed your spirit. I wanted but to
0: let that out. Get us to the point. You're giving us a scenic tour today. I want you to be emphatic and very clear about expressing to us or sharing with us what you see as the situation now. How do you analyze it?
1: I see us hovering on a deeper a deeper level of the depths of hell. And unless we can garner our fate and actions within ourselves to eat well, stock up on the food, like as you just pointed out the other data, the Mississippi, you can't even get the barges down, stock up on the unperishable foods, uh, be as loving as you can, help the elderly in your building, take care of the animals in your vicinity. Uh, I can only do what I can do unless I see some of the people who profess to be leadership in the churches, synagogues, the mosques to come out, and, and and just regular folks to come out and lead some kind of uh, response that this is unacceptable. We don't want money going somewhere when we don't have it for ourselves. And uh, people but, don't but
0: have then, help. Uh, Gino, you're a little bit yes. off track today. I want you to be our sentinel, uh, be in the role of a sentinel. What are you calling out as being in formation already that we have to be prepared to deal with not too long from now?
1: Well, I, I, like I say, I don't have the power of you know large uh, listenership I can only do what's in front of me. And if I see somebody collecting the forces in a a bigger protest, uh, what more can I do? I don't have a church. I don't have a synagogue. I don't have a radio station. I don't have a TV station. I'm just, you know, one of the many who feel very similar to what we're feeling a lot of a lot of hopelessness on a bigger scale because we know the trends of history. We're we're in a pivotal point, I believe, of world history about to change. The English had their term for 100 years. And if we're foolish enough to go up against Russia and China, and uh, we, we're finished. We're we we we're going to spend all that money into war. And we're, the poverty that we see now is going to just increase multifold and the debts. And uh, I don't think that's... Uh, uh, the right cooperative way to go in the world. Uh, I, I, well, thank I think you there is very powerful.
0: You, yes, you're bringing us very much closer to the topic at hand, and thank you so much for being yes, our guide. I'm glad you're still today. well,
1: Beatrice. I'm happy to hear your voice thank and the listeners out there, there David, still out there. Have a good day.
0: You too, Chino. Thank you, Dylan from the Bronx. You're on the air. What do Hello, you Trina. see uh, unfolding?
2: Uh, Well, things are going to get worse before they get better. It's going to get a lot worse. So, what we're looking at now is you'll be looking at the times that we're going through right now as the good old days, because everything is going to be a composite uh, decline uh, with the environment, uh, food shortages, uh, the dollar is going to be gone. There isn't going to be any physical currency. Um, There's going to be wars. So we're going to experience the greatest uh, decline that man has ever experienced uh, in world history. That's what's awaiting us very, very soon.
0: Why do you say that? I say that because I can see it.
2: I pay attention to things that's going on not by listening to regular news, by listening to um, you know, p- people who don't take advertising for their shows. And they're letting us know what's going on behind the scenes. They're not hiding this anymore. The power brokers are not hiding what they want to do and how they're going to do it. They're they're not. They're letting us know what they're going to do. The thing is, are you paying attention to it? So it's all becoming cataclysmic. You can see it. It's it's pretty obvious. And whoever hasn't seen it or who doesn't see it, um, (laughs) then there's something wrong with them. But it's so obvious. It's so obvious.
0: Well, let me go one step further with you on this question. If you, as an example, if you are seeing this cataclysmic event getting closer and closer, do you think there's anything that could stop it or slow it down?
2: Or do you think
0: you're going to be overpowered? We all are going to be overpowered.
2: As humans, yes, there's nothing as humans we can do about it. it. It's already been, you know, it's like going 100 miles an hour in a car towards a wall and thinking that in uh, in two feet, if you put your foot on a brake, you'll be able to stop and not go into a wall. You're going to go into the wall regardless. So that's where we are right now. Man can't do anything about this. I, I know you probably don't want to hear this, but I don't get involved with politics because po- politicians don't have the answer to anything. The only answer to mankind's problems is God's kingdom. That is the only solution. And I know you don't believe in that, but at this point... How do you know? Man, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. How do you know what I believe?
2: Well, I've heard people bring up um, religious viewpoints, and you sort of dismay them. Um, and it's your show. You no, can do whatever you want to do. What
0: they're, they're, I'm in what they're thinking. I'm not interested in being converted one way or the other. But I'm interested in what people have on their minds and giving them the opportunity to share their views.
2: Well, that's good to know. And and the thing is, uh, again, before I get off the phone, is that I believe and uh, other people like myself believe that the only solution to man's problem is God's kingdom. And if you study the Bible and read it, you'll see that all of these things that we're going through right now were prophesied thousands of years ago, and they're happening right now. It's amazing, and that's what gives me faith to know that that's true. Because everything that we see going on in the world right now has been prophesied thousands of years ago in the Bible, and they're happening.
0: So, but you know, I don't want to ask you to, to go deeper into the Bible and prophecies, but I, but to deal with the here and now that we can see and experience, what do you make of it?
2: What Is do I make of
0: it? Yes. what
2: do you make of it this leadership is just, what the gentleman said earlier he's a microcosm of what a lot of people are feeling right now they don't have any answers The gentleman before he I, I loved the way he spoke because he was sincere he understood that he doesn't have any answers most people don't have any answers they don't because they're relying on their own understanding If you rely on God's understanding and find out in the Bible what it says about the times that we're living in, you will have a sense of hope. But the world is going to get much worse, and it's going to get better because God is going to eliminate the wicked people that are causing all of the things that we see going on in the world today. But
0: I do have to run. I have to go back to work. Okay. Thank you for taking the time uh, for calling. Thank you so much. Ed from Queens. You're on the air. Hello, are
3: you there? Hello, yes, good afternoon. you are there. Are you me? Good afternoon. Yeah,
0: hello, good
3: afternoon. How you doing? Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> all right, uh to as to your question, you know, I mean we're uh, if you're talking about a geopolitical or a global aspect, I believe we're in a shift. We're in a shift where America is going stepping out of the world stage as far as being a global an economic superpower and we're looking at China, we're looking at Russia. Uh, Putin is working with Ping. We don't hear, we hear the madman uh, American spin on what Putin is doing. But what Putin is doing actually makes sense. He's carving out a future for his country. As long as Xi Jinping with the Belt Road Initiative, from a, geo, from a, geo, a global uh, perspective, they're trying to control commerce into the next hundred years if the world lasts that long. From an American perspective, America is in decline. Um, uh, There are small labor union movements uh, manifesting. There's the Poor People's Campaign that's manifesting. But everything, in in my opinion, is going to be on a local level where you're going to see real change and where you're going to see real movement building. Um, You're not going to see it on on a national level because the leaders, in my opinion, on a national level are totally out of sync. With what's going on in America or the world today, so mm-hmm. you're looking at, as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking at local movements, I'm looking at uh, uh, local initiatives, working within communities and developing policies that through osmosis will grow across the country. Um, from a climate standpoint, I mean, it's hard to say. If you listen to experts, we've already passed the tipping point. And uh, we're going to see some major changes with ocean levels rising. We're going to see uh, this for, it's possible for the first time we won't have an Arctic, uh, we won't have a frozen Arctic sea. So with those changes on, on a global scale, we're going to see land mass changes. We're going to see mass migrations. We're going to see more, more severe winters and more droughts. And that's going to play, a, a, there's going to be a, a fight for land, a fight for water. I mean, these are these are the realities that we are faced with in this time. Some things I believe we can't change because we're beyond the tipping point and the earth has a way of rectifying itself no matter what happens. You know, there have been five major extinctions where where all life was wiped out on the earth in the lifetime of the earth and man has only been around for 100,000 years, the modern iteration of man. So, I mean, you know, we we're talking about Global forces talking on a, on a on a global time scale, which is eons and centuries we're talking about uh political and and uh and economic forces that are on a man time scale so i mean it, it's going to be hectic, but uh, in, as far as America is concerned, the American people allowed it to be hectic. the american people we didn't just fall into this state it's been coming and there have been signs and there have been bellwethers, and there have been opportunities that the American people just never took. So, uh, you know, buckle up your seatbelt. It's
0: going to be a bumpy ride. Oh boy. (laughs) Thank you very much. But I'm curious in these cataclysmic changes that you see coming our way. What do you see in terms of global leadership? Is it, is it separate, is it individualistic, or is it also coming together? Well, I mean, as far as from a global scale, like I said, I've always, I've always watched the East.
3: I've seen the, the Belt Initiative from uh, President Ping in China and how China has been moving forward. Whether you like their social policy, whether you like their political policy or not, they have made some milestones. They have mitigated poverty in their country and they have expanded their reach on a 10 on a 10 year program. Uh, and Putin and Russia, even after the dissolution of the Soviet Union, has tried to make a mark and align himself with this. They've they even been try, they trying to supersede the fast economic uh, system and set up their own system. And Dubai and the Emirates and, and even parts of Africa, they're joining in. I mean... People are, globally, nations are realizing that America isn't the only game in town, and the West isn't the only game in town, and they want their share of the pie. They want their opportunity to make their economies prosper, and they want their opportunity to be a world power. And, and, And America doesn't want to release this. And all America has now is a big stick. The dollar is a joke. In, in 2017, uh, the Chinese uh, economic minister was saying that if they wanted to, they could flood the market with American dollars and turn the dollar into a piece of toilet paper. And America knows that. So uh, from a national standpoint, America is up against the ropes. And internally, the division in this country is is, is, is alarming. You know, the, the the with Elon Musk and uh, his freeing up of Twitter, even though I believe in freedom of speech, I don't believe you should be allowed to yell fire in a crowded theater but people are taking things to uh they're not using their mental well i I believe that there's a decline in the the ability of americans to think over the past 50 years and i think now people are more susceptible to the garbage that is spread due to the fact that you can isolate yourself into your own little corner of media or to your own little corner of information based on how you consume the internet based on how you consume twitter Based on how you consume all of these quote unquote social media platforms and taking things as truth and not being objective and finding the real answers that are out there. So it's a mess. But, uh, you know, there have been rough times before and empires
0: fall. So the fact is, how this world has been working so far. Well, thank you. Thanks for that, Ed, for your contribution. Lincoln. Where have you been?
4: <laughs> I tried getting on several times, but I think you tried to shut me down.
0: <laughs> oh, you think so, huh? <laughs> even though you, you, you know you, you, you have, your, have you, an open door. You
4: and your people. You and your people.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, now you're spreading uh, it even wider. So what are you thinking? Yeah. What is happening from your perspective? What is noteworthy about the time that we're in? And, in? and A delusional
4: and irrational and contradictory spirit is enveloping the world. When the people are delusional, and don't realize it, you can't help them. And the majority of the people is also a suicidal spirit that is up in the world. Uh, and You can tell, and it's been going on for quite a while, it's suicidal in the sense that when leaders come who could deliver them, they watch them be murdered, etc., And they say nothing. But yet, when some external figure, some figure offering them non-concrete things like change, (laughs) say you say to people, I bring you change, but you don't define what change is. People will gravitate for that because they're into the external, they're into what your family picture looks like. Uh, if you came out of Harvard or Yale, etc., But when you have a leader like Gaddafi who came and he took the country from generous and took the people out of complete poverty, there was no, not one homeless person in Libya. Education was free. Healthcare free. Politics was so individualized in Libya to the extent that if you wanted to leave the country to go to another country to study, you were given a stipend. If you were sick and the hospital system there could not attend to your malady, you were given a stipend to go to another country to be cured. Not even Fidel had a, a system like that. And the people we glorify in this country came, them and some of the people of NATO, came and killed a man like that and destroyed this country, which was once the most successful African state. And we, the people, say nothing about this. We watched thousands of people die in Libya. We watch a man who financed Mandela's revolution. That's what Gaddafi did. He contributed over half a billion dollars to the anti-apartheid movement. And we watched someone like Obama and Hillary come and destroy this man, and we still worship them. And we still would vote for Hillary Clinton after she came on TV and bragged about killing Gaddafi. That's a spirit of delusionism, a spirit of suicidalism. Okay? And then when a Trump comes You all are angry. Why are you angry? You said nothing when they killed the great people. And you idolize, you hoist the people who murdered the great people. So why are we surprised? We're living in a time when the heads of state, especially in America, when questioned about what male and female are, they cannot define them. I see a judge a woman going for a judge, the highest judgeship position. And they asked her, what is a woman? And she said she could not define it. A woman with a prestigious law degree. <laughs> and we sit back and we listen to that as if we heard nothing. We, who call ourselves intellectuals, and yet we will say about somebody like Trump that he's an idiot, a buffoon. But yet we listen to buffoonery from the intellectuals, but their buffoonery comes in a sophisticated way. So you see, some buffoonery is excusable, then other buffoonery, the outright ones, are not.
0: But let me ask you, where, in your view, were you giving us an idea of, you know, you're giving us... um, you're kind of giving us a, a whack for missing both the time and the purpose of the time. We've we, we lost out on that. What do you see happening in the very near future? What is going to be the challenge?
4: The challenge is for us to wake up before the before the bombs start. The real bombs go off. That is the challenge.
0: What and do we you mean by help?
4: wake up? Uh, come to our senses. Stop picking sides. Stop talking about Trump. Stop talking. Stop embracing the Bidens and the Trumps and the Obamas and the Hillarys and all the other um, nonsense, and wake up and realize that we the people, when I say we the people, I, I include the soldiers and the police, because we are all the people. We are all laborers in society. It's not us against them. That's miseducation when police and soldiers think it's us against them. There's a divide-and-conquer thing. Everyone in society is a laborer, no different than the man who sweeps the streets or the person who works in a restaurant, etc. And we need to wake up. It's just like if we are like in a bus. Like but but before, I,
0: I don't want you to stray too far because I'm watching the clock. And I want okay. you to give us, from your perspective, what we have no way of knowing whether it's right or wrong or whatever it is, but whether it makes sense. But let us hear what it is you're talking about as an immediate uh, effect that we we should be expecting.
4: Well I will tell you but it's not going to happen. Um, we need to stop. You need to say America needs to say, Hey Ukraine, we can't support this war anymore. England Etc. Need to say we can't support this war anymore. England and America, who blew up the, those two pipes, should say, "Yeah, we confess we did it." Okay, we're going to help you repair this. We're going to stop this competition. America is going to stop trying to monopolize the world. Nature is going to stop trying to monopolize the world. Let's come together. And let's work for the good of humanity, which is what they're not doing. Let's work for the good of the people. You see, we the people don't realize that we, every time it's election leader, Democrat, Republican, red state, blue state, it's not about that. It's about people. When you think about somebody like Gaddafi, Gaddafi don't come and tell you about no blue state or red state. They say, hey, man, we're going to set the a city where there will be no homelessness. That's true politics. True politics is not about Democrats or Republicans. And we, the people, we get involved in their, in, in their rhetoric, which has nothing to do with us. Look at the, the, the stuff between Warnock and, and, and what's his name, Herschel Walker. <laughs> it's like picking between this and that. That's what we're picking between. All of politics in America is we're choosing between this and that. But when you choose someone like Gaddafi, you're choosing someone who is for the people, someone who is for your good. And we, the people, need to wake up and realize that we need to serve this referendum system where we determine the future of the country and not leave it up to these people. I don't care which um, university they came from, because their Harvard degree does not teach them anything. Gaddafi did not need a Harvard degree to do good for the people. You see, miseducation education is, is destroying us. And the two, two brothers earlier, and I also like what Ed said to you, but the two brothers earlier <laughs> said something, especially in the second one, because and I think he might have been thinking about me. Many times I come on your show and I, I reference um, um, Revelations and you've shied away from it. Um, the, those, those two brothers are telling the truth, the the the, the 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 basic thing is a spiritual problem, but you know because people have different frame of reference in terms of, of religious belief, I would, could not impose mine on them, you know. But but we need to wake up spiritually. We need to we need to be grounded on love, L O V E. If love does not is not what politics is grounded on, then. It is wrong. There's got to be love. And Ecclesiastes, he said, the, the, the produce of the country should be for the people. Everything produced in the country should be for the people. And something that the second brother said should show you what's happening. We are so deluded that they can actually tell us what they're going to do. Imagine show Shaw can say to you, You, we're going to take away everything from you and you shall be happy. And no one says anything. Uh, Bill Gates, I saw him in a speech and he tells the people, he said, Look, um, with a vaccine, we can get rid of 15% of the population. And people sat there like they were hearing a normal speech. Bill Gates said that publicly. So with a vaccine, we can eliminate 15% of the people. It's a deluded people who will sit and listen to something like that and act like it's normal.
0: Well, Lincoln, I, I hate to break the news to you, but we've come to the end of the program today. Uh, as always, I thank you for your considered opinion and for sharing it with us so readily and fearlessly. I like that. I like the fearlessness of it. But you don't, you're not guided by our reaction to you, you have something to say, you say it. So thank you. It's good to hear from you. And good to have you on board and good to ponder what you say. I always do. Thank you so much. That brings us Uh, to the end of our program today. (laughs) Thank you. That brings us to the end of our program today, but not the end of the discussion. We will continue with this discussion because it's very important. And to give you the chance, to give you the opportunity to instruct through your opinion what it is we should strongly consider doing. Thank you all. Thank you, Gino, Dylan, Ed, and Lincoln for being our teachers today. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.